Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show, wherever you get it, iPhone, Android, Stitcher, <clears throat> excuse me, aboutlastnightpodcast.com. Uh, and thanks for subscribing on iTunes and uh, giving us that five-star rating, commenting on the iTunes page. Takes two seconds. Do it right now before you get into the episode. Uh, happy Thursday, by the way. Happy TGIF, almost, tomorrow. Uh, I just drove back from San Diego where Brad and I interviewed Kevin Eastman, the co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We did a live podcast in San Diego at the San Diego Comic Art Gallery. It was unbelievable. If you love the Ninja Turtles, or even just saw one of the movies or the cartoon, or you know about them, you got to listen to this episode. It was, uh, it was fucking f- fantastic. I, it uh, exceeded all my expectations. Fanned out. Kevin was the man, talked about where Shredder came from, uh, Jim Henson stories of, of meeting him and getting that creature shop to uh, help him make the first movie so realistic. It was just uh, unbelievable from top to bottom. That episode, be on the lookout for that episode next week, uh, as well as Paul Feig from Ghostbusters, as well as Jake Zamansky, the director of Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, which comes out July 8th, as well as Zach Efron and Adam Devine. We're taping that episode uh, on Friday, and I could not be more, tomorrow I guess, could not be more uh, fired up for that. So, so many great apps on the way, so many great apps uh, happening in just a few minutes. Uh, today's episode is one of those episodes that happened because I did Ghostbusters, right? And I play the lead singer of a death metal band, uh, as well as voicing Slimer, but in the band... Uh, I got to be great friends with everybody in the band. Uh, the drummer, the bassist, the keyboardist, the lead guitarist. The drummer is a guy by the name of Davy Jones, right? Uh, the nephew of Allison Jones, uh, world-famous top comedy casting director. She casts Curb Your Enthusiasm, The Office, uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Knocked Up, Super Bad. You name it, she's done it. She cast me in the heat, put me in Spy, Ghostbusters, She's directly responsible for me having uh, the career I'm having. On top of being just one of the sweetest people on planet Earth, she knows comedy uh, as good as anybody. And uh, it's why she's given so many breaks to so many people and is directly responsible for giving us so many uh, of your favorite comedies. So um, if you ever see her at a Starbucks or a Quiznos, say, Hey, Allison, thanks for all the funny stuff you gave us. Because uh, she did, because she's the shit. Uh, her nephew, Davy Jones, was the drummer in my band in Ghostbusters. And uh, we all went out one night drinking after shooting. And Davy told us quite possibly the craziest story I've heard to date in my life. I'm 34 years old. A story that you hear, it doesn't sound real. He was, uh, he, you know, he's an amazing storyteller. On top of being a great dude and an incredible musician, he told this story to a group of people that never heard it before and you know we started asking him like how many times who else knows about this he's like not many people 
It was the most compelling story I've ever heard. Yeah, I had a couple tequilas in me, but I was so just enthralled and captivated and choked up. It's a movie waiting to happen, and hopefully we can, you know, myself and some of the other bandmates talked about trying to, you know, facilitate that. Davey is uh, an inspiring dude, uh, got a great heart. Like I said, um, incredible musician, uh, DJ to strip club uh, for quite some time, and and we open with some some solid strip club stories, and then he gets into the story, which I heard but got to relive it again, and Brad got to hear it for the first time as well as uh, as you're about to uh, as well is what I meant to say. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's late. Um, anyway, Davey's the man. Enjoy this episode. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter at ALN Podcast, at ALN Podcast on Instagram, Adam Ray 33 on Instagram, Brad Williams Comic on Instagram. Uh, tour dates. Holy shit, we've got some coming up. Me, like I said, I'm in town all summer. AdamRayTV.com for all my tour dates. Uh, I will be at the Laugh Factory tonight at 8 p.m. I'll be at the Laugh Factory tomorrow uh, at 8 p.m. I will be. Uh, Comedy store or uh, laugh fact, uh, all my dates, adamraytv.com. But I'm in LA all summer because I'm shooting Mad TV, baby. That's right. July 26th. Have you set that DVR yet? 9 p.m. on the CW. We premiere. Um, I couldn't be more excited. Got my official parking spot. We had another read through today. Um, God, these sketches are funny, man. This cast. So talented. I'm I'm just so pumped. I just can't wait to start shooting shit, having it air, and have you guys enjoy it. Um, you know, everything I've done has prepped me for this this experience and uh I'm ready to rock it. So July 26, 9 p.m. CW, Mad TV, of course, Ghostbusters coming out in two weeks, July 15th. Go see that. Um and then uh again, AdamRayTV.com for all my tour dates. Brad Williams. Well, let's see, where's Brad gonna be? I'll tell you. He's going to be in Montreal at the Comedy Festival. So, uh, you know, check out Brad in Montreal. He has his own show. He's doing the Nasty Show. He's doing the goddamn Comedy Jam. Brad's going to be all over the place. He just got back. He did like 32 interviews in two days because they're featuring Brad uh, as a part of the festival. So um, that's a big deal. I'm I'm proud of that guy. Uh, BradWilliamsComedy.com for all his tour dates. He'll be at the Columbus Columbus. Funny Bone, July 14th through the 17th um, in Columbus, Ohio. So uh, get your tickets. Go see Brad, July 14th through the 17th, Columbus, Ohio. Funny Bone. Uh, And, of course, when you come to these shows, bring your ALN merch at storymerchandise.com for all your ALN merch. And uh, bring bring your stuff. We'll sign them. We'll take pictures. That'll be great. Um, And I think that's about it. So many great episodes, as I mentioned, on the way. Zach Efron, Adam Devine. Paul Feig, Wayne Brady. The hits are keeping on coming. So uh, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes. Tell your friends and family. Tell one person uh, a week about the ALN podcast. And uh, you know what? That's how you can do your part. We're bringing you all this, this fun, <laughs> all this fun content. So help spread the word. We appreciate it. Uh, we love you guys so much. Your tweets and emails have been incredible. Some really amazing personal stories of how the podcast uh, helps helps you guys get through the week. Uh, or the day, or the year, and um, man, it's just awesome. This this podcast we did tonight with uh, Kevin Eastman was just another reminder of how lucky we are to, to get to do what we do, and uh, you know, Brad and I were driving back just being like, we, we love this shit, you know, it's, it's great that we're building a fan base and you guys are loving the pod, but we love doing it, so um, you know, 
Thank you, I guess what I'm trying to say. Uh, now we got the tour dates out of the way. Those are the Twitter handles. That's all the merch info. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only, our buddy, Davy Jones. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a no podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Okay. This is uh, Davy Jones, uh, his first podcast. First podcast ever. By the way, yeah, go ahead. I'm just saying, like, Davy Jones is just such a great name. Well, it was like, a, it was a monkey. He Davy Jones the was a pirate reference. Yeah, Davey Jones was a monkey. He he was the monkey. He, he, he was he, yeah. Hey, he hey was, we're the monkeys. Yeah, Davy Jones said that. Yes, he did. Somebody said, "Hey, that's like the guy from the Beatles," and I was like, "Not the same. Not the same guy." <laughs> Wait, somebody thought like, somebody Dave- thought Davy Jones was in the Beatles. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I like Davy Jones, but come on, no, guy. John Lennon. <laughs> that, that see, there there was a podcast. Um, Charlotte McKinney, the uh, Carl, the Carl's Jr. lady mm-hmm. uh, with the huge ass tits. Mm-hmm. She went on. <laughs> I throw that out there, uh, and she's like, and Google her. She's gorgeous. Uh, she went on the she went on the Adam Carolla podcast, and okay. he and he asked her to name the Beatles. She couldn't. What? And for me, deal breaker. Like with a woman, I like, mean deal breaker. The tits. Oh, uh, I mean fuck her once. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> keep her on. You know, not to mention. Yeah, keep her for the booty call. It, you can use it as an opportunity to teach somebody something. Yeah, I mean, you know? and then don't fuck to hey Jude because he's gonna be like, oh my god, is this like vertical horizon? <laughs> you know, and that vertical would vertical horizon, <laughs> and, and that and that would just be insane. Who were uh, <laughs> were you? Insane. So you. Dave and I met on Ghostbusters. Yes. Yes. He was the drummer. Coming out this summer. Yeah. Uh, Your aunt is very famous casting director. Allison Jones. Allison Jones. Mm -hmm. Responsible for casting some of the greatest comedies. It's incredible. Of all time. It's incredible. I don't even know when did you figure out. I mean, super bad. 40-year-old virgin. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Golden Girls, right? Didn't she? Yeah. uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. The Office, by the way. She discovered Krasinski and uh, 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 who played Pam. Um, I mean, and then brought Steve Carell to the next level. Yeah. Oh, I know. With her work with Judd Apatow, it was... Yeah, and now with Paul Feig. That was when I first... Because the first movie that she did, when I started realizing that my aunt was in Hollywood, because I was probably like 10 or 11 at the time, was Deep Impact. What? And wow. that, was, that was one of the Deep first Impact big was where movies. Morgan Freeman played the president <laughs> and told us all that we were all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Very calming when, when Freeman does it. Yeah, it's like, you know what? If that's the voice I go out on, I'm all right with yeah. it. If it's Harrison Ford, he's like, we're all going to die. Like, Fuck, we are. Where's my family? <laughs> my family's going to bunker. I <laughs> hate snakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so wait, she... So she, she did Deep Impact with Elijah Wood and Morgan yeah, Freeman. Yeah. And all. So I was kind of like, whoa, that's really cool. But she wasn't doing all these comedies... You know, she did Boy Meets World and Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but like I didn't even know that. And then one because day, because why she wanted to keep like, it from you, or I was no, I just I never heard about it. Yeah, like she's so modest that you know, and I hadn't seen her like I'd seen her like once or twice my whole life, right? You yeah. know, because she lives in L.A. and it, unless we had a family reunion, I wouldn't see her. Um, so 
And she, she wouldn't bring up stories to you as a kid being like, you know, Betty White said this on the set yeah. of Golden Girls. <laughs> no, it was, it was funny because I first was like, wait a second, because she did the 40-year-old version. I yep. saw it and I kept bragging about her like, my aunt is so cool. Oh, my God. So I got her to autograph. She got Steve Carell to autograph a poster that Whoa. I gave to my high school girlfriend. Whoa. You know, Somebody got a hand like, job. Yeah, that. She, had, she had to. <laughs> Every, every, every girl knows. Even it was, the, he, was like, hey, Cindy, uh, from Steve Carell. Oh, my you know, God. I love Lamp on the poster because she loved Anchorman. Oh, my God. And I was like, Allison. I would have jerked you off for that poster. Yeah. <laughs> even like the most protective father would be like, well, you got to fuck him now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It you is gotcha. your duty. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, do I have to? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, exactly. I lose my virginity to her, yeah. Uh, so. Ah, well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> yeah, Allison is the... Um, the sharp, has the sharpest eye for comedy in the business. She really does. Is the sweetest person on planet Earth. And to be that cool and that dope at your job is is uh, is rare. For those of you who aren't in the business, don't like for somebody of that oh magnitude of, of power and um, she controls careers. She yeah. is she's someone who can literally say, you know what? Uh Adam Ray, you are now going to have a career. It's yeah. amazing. Oh, she, has, she has that power. She and, is and the reason I don't have to work at a theme park yeah, anymore. Yeah, I mean, even as an aunt, she is like one of the most loving, caring family members. And, and I have such a close relationship with her, even though I interact on her, interact with her on such a small, like through email. Yeah. Text once in a while. Yeah. But yeah. I just feel like that's my aunt. Like she really has yeah. always been there for our family. We talk to her all the time. And even though we rarely ever see her, she's just... And Everyone thinks the world of her. Yeah. You know, it's like she's amazing at family, amazing at her career. Doesn't surprise she me. Creates amazing careers for people who deserve to have amazing careers. Yeah. And you know, I was barking up that tree for a long time. Alice, you got to put me in a movie. I want to be in a movie. Was sure. there a specific movie like, that came along where like, you were no, like, "I'm not just going to put you in a movie just because you're my nephew." Yeah. Yeah. You know, but then when she saw a video of me playing drums and the Ghostbusters thing came up, she was like, "I think we need a drummer." <laughs> you know, and, you know what? and she and, she, and that's so great that she didn't like. Because people think that, like, you, you, if you know Allison oh, Jones, it's about who you know, yeah, yeah and then she, she, she can just put you in a movie. But then, that if she puts you in a part that's not good for you, no, and you fuck gonna, up, yeah, that affe- that affects her yeah. career. Yeah. So yeah, she's got her ass on the line. So so she it's, found it's, it's a role that was good for you that you're actually good at, and you play drums. So. I, I was very happy with it. And that was probably one of the coolest weeks of my entire yeah, life. Yeah, what, what was that call like? Hey, do you want to be in Ghostbusters? Yeah, it was, hey, are you going to be available next week? I might need you for something. And it's her emailing me that. You were so like, I'm Deep like, Impact 2? I, <laughs> I am clearing my schedule, you know, yeah. completely. Now, is that, is, is that something where you get your hopes up and then she's like, I need you to clean my gutters. And she's like, <laughs> like damn it. I thought this was the call. I thought this was a Morgan oh, Freeman. Yeah, I thought, oh I thought the bat, I thought the bat phone oh was God. ringing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn oh it! That, that was just that was such a cool call, and you know, stand that mic like, if you can. Yeah, hug that mic. I'm sorry. Hug that oh, mic. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, hug go. the mic. There is that go. better? Is yeah, that better? Perfect. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we will teach you the I gotta ways. Talk into the green penis. Into the green penis sounds like a Morgan Freeman movie. We will go into the green penis. It was a dark Tuesday. 7 p.m., 42 degrees Celsius. We will fight. We will fight the jolly green giant by it by entering <laughs> oh, through man. the green penis, <laughs> oh, and man. then we will explode the green penis, <laughs> and then vegetables will rain on the earth forever. Wow, oh, that might be that might be the only way to uh, have a filthy like vegetable um, commercial. Yeah. And don't and don't you think that I haven't thought about killing the jolly green giant? I, 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 <laughs> well, I, all giants, all giants, fuck them. 
Don't like them. Giants. Uh, Brad's, and, that's Brad's uh, arch nemesis. Yeah, natural enemy of little people. Giants. <laughs> Gotta go the opposite. Has there been an actual movie, though, where giants have, like, killed dwarves? Uh, Jack like and the giants Be- versus dwarves, like the movie, like a Sharknado type thing. I mean, well, yeah. I mean Troll hunters. You, you know yeah. what? Get your aunt on this. <laughs> this movie needs Allison, to be made. if you're listening, yes. Giants we versus did. Dwarves, <laughs> starring Brad Williams Me and Manute Bull. Yeah. Uh, Manute Bull's dead. But, uh, uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, Brad Williams <laughs> and uh, uh, Shaq. Tony Robbins. Oh, Shaq. Tony yeah. Ro- I'll go oh, Shaq. Shaq. I feel like Tony Robbins. All these dead giants. Yeah. Tony Robbins is dead? No, he's not no. dead. Oh. <laughs> the genuine concern on Adam Ray's face was like, Tony Robbins? Allison <laughs> told me to tell you, by the way, no Tony Danza. In the podcast, she said She's that. She's like, do not let him do Tony Danza. So funny. Yeah, there's certain auditions I go in for. She goes, don't, she'll say like, no Danza or no Travolta because like <laughs> my natural essence can sometimes go that way. Hey, come uh, on. It's yeah. so weird. It's so weird. Like, you mean don't do this in the audition? <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, and, and are you allowed to say what part you have? Yeah, I mean, Adam, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm in the band too. I'm the lead singer of the band. Yeah, so did uh, you like go in like, all right, you're lead singer of the band. Okay, so I'm the lead singer of the band. Like, you go in like, <laughs> so, look, so look, I know the episode of Who's in the Band. <laughs> the biggest douche. I was like, nice. yes, like total douche, uh, <laughs> cocksucker um, uh, of a lead singer. And then yeah. that's why when I oh get attacked God. by a ghost, it's Dude. like. It's you get to see a, a genuine <laughs> flip of like now this guy's a huge pussy. Oh I my god! No, the that. vest, the vest in that. Oh, I had a I sleeveless still leather vest. It's still weird seeing you not looking like that. Yeah, that was insane. Every day it was like, hey, good morning, bro. Like nice eyeliner. Oh yeah, because we would sit in the makeup chairs and <laughs> yeah. get these fake tattoos. David, you got real tattoos. You have real tattoos. So I mean, I didn't I, have to get any makeup tattoos. I had to, they had to put fake skulls and claws on me. Yeah, it's gonna be the same spot every time. Yeah. Yeah, every, every, every day that you shoot. Uh, so you've been playing drums for how long? I started playing drums when I was 17 years old. Yeah. In a punk band because I was like, I can't play sports. So this is the only way chicks are going to talk to me. Oh, really? In high school. Not athletic? No. I played hockey, but I had a brain aneurysm when I was nine years old. That's right. Whoa. So I could not play sports. So I went yeah. the music route. And that was something like, okay, I tried guitar, didn't like it. Tried bass guitar, didn't like it. Started playing drums, kind of clicked with me. So I wanted to go to, my parents wanted me to go to college. I really wasn't sure whether I wanted to or not, but I was like, all right, you let me go to Berkeley College of Music. I'll go to college. So I ended up going to Berkeley College of Music. One of the best I schools did, for music, oh, right? Yeah. I, so I, I did, I did uh, professional, I did a bunch of drum classes. It was like the, the major was called professional music. And it was like entrepreneurship and all I like this it. stuff. Professional yeah. music. Professional music. I, made, yeah. I majored in professional music. <laughs> Not like those amateur music <laughs> degrees down at DeVry. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. professional music. Oh, God. Yeah, so immediately after getting out of college, I was like, I seriously just went to college for four years for drums. That's that's this is not going to awesome. work out well for me. <laughs> or or no, it could or work it could. out really well. It could. Now but, did you, you immediately know, jump into a band or uh, like I need to I use the skill? I was in pretty much taking anything I could get, playing in wedding bands. I still played in a punk band. I moved down to Austin immediately after graduating, and that's when I started DJing. And I would do this thing where I was playing drums and I was DJing because I was such a shit DJ. And I was like, well, if I play drums while I'm DJing, then people won't notice how shitty of a DJ I am. <laughs> well, you they're, know. they're way louder. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so it, it, ended up, it ended up working out kind of well. But as I started getting older, I grew into more of a DJ because I was like, I got to be my own boss. I got to 
be the front man instead of being the guy behind the drums every right. night. Also, you got those yeah. set of pipes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. My raspy it's it's strip shit. club boys. It works out great, man. I mean, how was drumming for weddings, by the way? Because you see how it's portrayed in movies. And I guess there was even that show on TBS for a little bit, The Wedding Band. Remember that with Brian Austin Green? It's not nearly as ridiculous okay. as it looks. You know, I don't have a sparkle vest. <laughs> right. Slick well, not- my hair back. Like... <laughs> No, yeah. no, I you play the hits though, right? Would you get like oh, yeah, shitty dude, little Bruno Mars. kids coming up being like, play Taylor Swift? Oh, yeah. And oh, parents yeah. And requesting. Like, hey, that song that you want that we all know you're going to ask for, we're going to play it. Yeah, you we're know? just, Summer we're just of not going to play it. 69 is yeah. going to come. Like, <laughs> do not worry. We are it's going a to play freaking that. wedding. Yes. We, do you, do you think we're not playing? We, <laughs> we are family. Yeah. <laughs> we, ha- it's, we have it's to. Going, it's going it's to happen. Wedding bands are cheesy, man. Give me the top three most requested or played wedding songs. Oh god! Well, you know what it is funny. Because I want to know people, what people, not to play at my wedding. People constantly yeah. say they don't want the songs that really everyone should play at their wedding. You know, the yeah. cha-cha slide. Come mm. on, man! Wobble, the wobble. You know that wobble, right? Wobble, no. baby, wobble, wobble yeah. baby, wobble baby, wobble baby. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but I mean, usually when somebody September, I would say by Earth, Wind, one, and Fire. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. that was at my wedding. You know, it was that's what that's a song that you play. If you're doing a wedding, because yeah. everyone goes out, shout, yeah, which, you know, you got to do shout, uh, celebration. Then, uh, that one, a lot of people say they don't want, ooh, because it's cheesy. Oh, shit. oh, what's what's that song in the Wedding Singer? Adam Sandler, the Wedding Singer. Oh yeah, the, the <clears throat> loving uh, you. No, the slow one. What's the? Slow? Do you really want, want to hurt <laughs> me? Give me time. Yeah, Culture Club. Don't play that at weddings. Yeah, good man. <laughs> but I do Holiday by by Madonna. I do that one all the oh, time. Oh, sure. It's a fun one. Holiday, yeah. Come on. It's a fun oh one. You gotta, there's some Madonna. You have to play some, oh, yeah. probably a train song. Yep. Drops of <laughs> Jupiter. It, it really varies wedding to wedding, because I've done weddings where people have said, man, like we don't want any cheesy wedding songs. And you go, we all right, want, Slayer. Cow <laughs> <laughs> Raining blood. Right? <laughs> EDM kids that have gotten oh married, and they're like, "Dude, we want it to be like a rave what? at our wedding." And I'm like, "Grandma and Grandpa don't want to yeah. dance to Martin Garrix animals, <laughs> you know, or like you or and like me, baby, mouse. ain't nothing but mammals." <laughs> You don't you don't want to you don't want to do Dead Mouse no. at a wedding. But, yeah. I mean, there's kids that are like can you like remix it in with Dude, I'm celebration? A I'm, yeah. I'm on the drums. <laughs> yeah. So I've actually done things like that where I've remixed celebration. Oh, when you're DJing, like, yeah, yeah, because I can put tracks on top of each other, and it's like, wow, you know, I'll do "Staying Alive" on top of, you know, <laughs> "Turn Down for What." You know, it's, I mean, that's it's, a dope mix. I kind of want to see that. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of want to see that because just to see the look on the faces of the of the older oh people that don't know that song, where it's like, "All right, this is a song I know." What the fuck? <laughs> what the what the fuck? <laughs> Can you please put that back? Can yeah. you please do it back? Sorry. Sorry. The kid, the kid, the, this button, I already pushed it. I, I can only the imagine. Kid, the, kid, the kids like it. What, like, a 98-year-old woman thought when, like, the iPad came out. Or when, like, yeah, like, uh, Turn Down For What came out. Like, that's such a... You just compared oh Turn Down For What to the iPad. <laughs> hey, man, I'm talking about changes. <laughs> Steve, Steve, zombie Steve Jobs is going to come out oh and God. kill you for that comparison. My, my, my 96-year-old grandmother... I'm pretty sure she still doesn't know that the internet exists. 
Yeah. Well, she's probably like, better off for that. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of shit at, out there. Probably at like, 96, trying to comprehend what you could do on the internet if you're not familiar with it, it may it might kill you. Yeah, it may literally blow your mind. It may literally just, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> www. I'm out. I can't take it anymore. Yeah, that's too much. That's ridiculous. Have, yeah. um, so when do you make the transition to strip club, DJ? When you want to see some titties. I, okay. <laughs> I mean, well, because I, I did a lot of weddings up in Boston. That was yeah. kind of like my bread and butter. That's where you were living. For, and, that's where you grew so, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. For Boston. So when I, when I graduated school, I, I was in Austin for a little while, did the band thing, came back up to Boston, started DJing full time, got a DJ company up there. So I was doing like clubs and stuff like that. Uh, but then, you know, when I had my first kid, I said, you know, I don't want to raise him like rent's going up like crazy and I want to go to a place that's a little bit got a little bit more variety yeah. not cold nine months out of the fucking year yeah <laughs> so Diverse. came down to Austin and uh, so you when know, you thought of the children you thought strip club yeah well I mean, <laughs> went on Craigslist like anybody does looking for something sure to do yeah and, you know I was like oh I'm gonna DJ downtown and stuff like that but then I, I saw a bunch of ads for strip club DJs and I went in and, and you talk like, like that <laughs> and they're like wait can you can you just uh, say you know Give it Crystal, up for Candy. Yeah, Crystal coming up to me. Like, Crystal coming up main stage right now. All right. Wow. Like, hired they were is like, what I heard. There we go. There we go. So full time job now. Yeah, I feel like that's all they do for the audition. Oh to yeah, be a, that's to, all it is. To, to, to be a strip club DJ because like you're not really mixing because the girls no, want to dance to a certain out, song. Fade in. Yeah, that's it. You know, because you're not. It's like, can you do the voice? Yeah. Can you make me feel guilty for ordering a lap dance? <laughs> and, or can or can no, you make no, me not for, feel guilty? Yeah. You want to yeah. you want to get people comfortable? Yeah, we got two for one passion coming up. Passion <laughs> fruit. We got gushers fruity. We actually have a passion. We have a passion. Good oh. friends with her. She bought me a birthday cake on my birthday. Her yeah. name is Passion. Yes, That's, we have a passion. I mean, sure. Passion coming uh, up right now. Bring that fine ass. I want to bring that fine ass. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say, how descriptive do you get? Always. I yeah. mean, I just, I kind of. I just, just make it up it, as baby. I go. Yeah. You know. Now you say what you see. I used to be terrible on a microphone too. When I first did weddings, like when I had to, when I had to announce the bride and groom coming in. When I first started, doing, I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. And I had to kind of throw myself in the fire. The first, the first wedding I did this. I introduced the bride and groom as Mr. and Mr. Stevenson. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like, Mr. that's legal now? <laughs> and Mr. I was like, excuse Mr. Me, excuse the band me. is here? I'm sorry, sorry. Mr. and Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. And then, you know, in my review, in my review, they wrote, you know, the bride wasn't very happy because she thought he was calling her a man. <laughs> like, you know no, what? It was overly they, sensitive. Yeah, so I don't say Mr. and Brides. Mrs. anymore. I just say Gina and Ben. Yeah, yeah, the name. So, now, I have a question. Did the future strip club DJ in you come out during these wedding announcements? Like, no, Give no. it up for Gina. Look at that fine ass. <laughs> it she's does now, though. It's it does now, now only attached to Brian. <laughs> on the main stage, it's the bride, everybody. The wedding party. We're going to run a train on it, this one. <laughs> Like someone's like, um, um, no, appropriate, uh, no, maybe uh, not. Well, the thing that's funny here. is, since I started working at the strip club, it was like, okay, I had five or six things that I would say written down, mm-hmm. but then like as a month went by, I didn't need it. Yeah, and then as yeah. time went on, I've been there like a year now, and I don't even, you know, Friday nights I walk around, I'm not even DJing, I'm the MC. And it's like night and day the person I was now versus then. It's awesome. So when I go to weddings now, I don't even get nervous anymore. It's just like I own the room. I know what yeah. I'm doing there. I know that I'm 
directing everyone like sheep. Isn't yeah. it crazy no. that even in a world like that of the DJ, the strip club DJ, just like still just being comfortable and confident on a mic, it's, it's not ridiculous. It takes time depending any business that puts you in that situation, like it's crazy. Nobody comes out and is immediately just yeah. that comfortable. That, I mean, you gotta so, find your you know, your comfort zone, your trust in yourself. Now, uh, I asked this question to my buddy Kevin Klein because he was the host of the Playboy Morning Show and saw tits literally every day. <laughs> and, like, did, 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 did it ever get to a point where, like, naked, hot naked women did not excite you? Sure. Great question. I'm going to get real deep here. Yeah. Okay, go uh, for it. So the thing I, I realized about working there is that you see, it's. It, I'm like Jesus. This must translate into relationship somehow because you see these girls. You first start working there, you're like, oh my god, you know, Crystal is so hot, holy mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. And then you work with her for like a month, and you don't look at her anymore. Still looks the same, she's still yeah. gorgeous, but you don't even. I don't even. It's always the new girls that you look at. You know, you see. Oh my god, have you seen the new girl? The new girl's smoking. <laughs> you know, and it's just Crystal you know, looks the same, but it's just. Yeah, it's just it, not. You know, so I'm like. It's almost like after you see the same person naked, you know, every friggin' night. I'm so... Well, yeah, it, just, I'm, it just doesn't... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really phase you Dude, at all. I'm so bored with myself. I look at myself and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've seen that. I I used to just be enchanted by my naked body. Uh, I think I, I think everyone just loves it when a dwarf uses the word enchanted, by the way. Uh, it just kind of seems right. you got to say it in a high uh, voice. Yeah, is, yeah, there, yeah. is there a lot of turnover? <laughs> Is there a lot of? By the way, that oh, would yeah, be a great strip club DJ voice. Oh, come on, those falls and pizzas, pizzas, everybody! Oh, oh, yeah, that's too, it's two for one dance night right now. We actually had a, there, there was a DJ in Boston, DJ Littles. DJ, DJ Littles. DJ Littles. Okay. And he would always bring like four okay. chicks with him when he DJed. There you go. There you, there you go. go. Yeah, uh, I mean, was DJ Little's a little person? He was. That motherfucker. He was. I never met him. I mean, I think he di- he did die. He did die. Well, sure, we all do. Eight or nine years ago. <laughs> but you know, well, that was a story I heard a lot about DJ Little's. I can't really. That would be a great strip club. We don't have any little I, people in our strip club. I can't make fun of that name because when I DJed in junior high, just. Junior high dances. Really? Oh yeah, I was a DJ forefoot. Really? Oh, <laughs> that wait, was. Wait, so you DJ too? Oh yeah, but I mean, DJ in junior high, it's like DJing at a strip club where it's like fade out, fade. Like that's all you do. <laughs> yeah, you just true. switch the song. And then a lot of charisma, and like you know, fist yeah. pumping, and yeah, and then a, a lot of looking at uh, junior high kids rolling their eyes at you because it's like, oh, he's in high school, he's lame. <laughs> <laughs> that's he, funny. He doesn't know what's really going on. There should be a strip club of all little people. I mean, well, they're always I could the most say popular. this: if you if you came out to my strip club tonight, you would yeah. get more attention than <laughs> anyone in there. Yeah, I and that usually has do. Nothing to do with the fact that you know me. It's just yeah, I would yeah, get you yeah. in for free. Yeah, that's pretty much the best I'm going to do for you. Uh, well, uh, well, I'm, 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 I'm going to say that we're I'm gonna, may make gonna, an appearance. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about it. We'll yeah, talk yeah. about we'll it. Talk about it off mic. Is there, is there a lot of turnover in a strip club with the girls? There, so it depends on the like. I've had girls that have been there since I started working there. Yeah, and um, you know. They're here based in Austin, and then you get a lot of girls that, you know, they're just kind of like hippies, and they're just like, get on a bus, go to Houston, come to Austin, stay at a motel for four or five days, work, and then mm-hmm. and then leave. You know, so I'll, I, I've probably they're seen over tour. A, yeah, I've, I've probably seen over a thousand girls in the past year. Wow, just just that I've met, and I'm like, please don't go. <laughs> you know, and they're gone. You that's know. two thousand titties. Oh yeah, unless. <laughs> 
Unless there was a really odd situation I where really, someone had one or three. I really... <laughs> Could happen. I have not seen that yet. All right. But, you know, I'm, I am actually amazed that we have not had a little person dancer. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, I've seen it on TV. Oh, yeah. I've seen it in real life, and I've never seen strip clubs more packed than wow. when Lil Sassy Cassie comes to town. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? An actual dwarf stripper. <laughs> oh, Her name is Lil Sassy Cassie. And uh, I, I will tell you this story. Uh, I was in Denver, and uh, the staff comes up to me and goes, Hey, there's a strip club down the street named uh, La Boheme, and there's a dwarf, there's a dwarf stripper oh there. My God. And I go, Well, obviously, I'm going to go see the dwarf stripper. Yeah. I have to. Yeah, wow. it's my duty. So, yeah, wow. that's kind of... That's, you know, we got to support each other. <laughs> um, so I go, and in uh, in little sassy Cassie, who was about half my height, she is really little. Um, she she she's like climbing the pole, and then she and like and when I say climbing the pole, I mean she's got to like shimmy up it. <laughs> like I have to see this. It's it's pretty amazing. And then see she sees me, and this huge smile comes over her face, and she oh, runs. She was over reuniting with and, a family and, and, member, and, and, she, and she goes, "Brad," and I realize, "Oh crap." I used to babysit this girl. What? Shut your face. No. What? No. I used, yeah. What? I used to babysit her, and then she became a stripper. And literally the first words out of my mouth were, was it anything I did? <laughs> <laughs> when I said you couldn't watch Home Improvement. Yeah. Are, 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 <laughs> are you here? To, like, <laughs> my babysitter made me go to bed at 8 o'clock. I'll show him. I'll stay, <laughs> oh, my God. I'll stay out till 1, dancing naked. And, no. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It, you it, later it, found out it was your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that, that that was my interaction with the dwarf stripper. But she wow. made and uh, the other strippers that were there that night hated her because she just came in and made more money in one oh, night course, that course. they made in a month. Of course. What 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 uh, what is the thing that uh, for all future strippers out there listening? What what would be the thing? We have a lot of future strippers. What would be the podcast? thing that would uh, that you would tell them like that you've observed if you r- want to make it? Um. That man doesn't love you. <laughs> I would say he doesn't actually love you. That's so harsh, but it's so true. So, you mean you know, the guy who's paying for the dancers? Yeah. He doesn't love you. You know, because I, I meet a lot of dancers that they have a customer. And, and the customer, it's like, I almost want to say the customer, too. She doesn't love you either. Yeah, oh, yeah. this is you her know, job. It's, it's, it's her job it's, to like you. It's totally... Uh, it's it's almost like exactly. I see sometimes two people just completely blinded by what's yeah. going on, or you you almost have to do that to live that fantasy. You and can't you can't remember that it's that it's a that it's a transaction. Right. Yeah, like that. and I'm and sure you you've can, seen it where d- dancers start dating clients. Oh and yeah, stuff like that abso- all the time. absolutely. And, and you know you have clients that are you know taking girls on trips to Aruba and you know sort of like wifing these girls up and girlfriending them up but you know they're also giving them thousands of dollars a week wow. you know and it's it's really incredible but the other thing i would say is to just stop spending so much money while you're there because they're always it's like oh yeah you made you know you made four or five hundred bucks tonight but your tab at the bar was 120 oh really you're buying everyone mm. shots and so it's just yeah. like here you go you know, ladies and, and, don't get you know, high on you know, your own you know, supply it's, 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 it's hard because you know, and I want to. I'm actually. I've started writing a writing. I don't know, a novel a, book. I don't wow, know something. Yeah, but um, um, the a title diary. of it. The title of it is going to be called "Strippers Are People Too." Mm. And well, I mean, so you're starting off your book with a lie. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, well, I mean, not it's, it's been too tough soon. It's a catchy title. You know, yeah, you know, uh, you know, on my birthday, it's like you know th- these these girls. They got me a cake. Like 
th- there's been a lot of you see these people every day. You get to know them on yeah. a personal level, and you see kind of the struggles that some of them are going through. Real life some struggles. Of them, some of them are actually victims, and some of them aren't at all. Mm-hmm. But I like. I would almost like for people to be able to see the difference instead of just saying all strippers are friggin' whores. You know, because yeah. it's, not, it's not the case. It's a generalization, yeah. man. There's, there's, I mean, there's some girls, I mean, you know, they, they have actually three, are trying to pay their way yeah, through, through and, and, medical and school. And yeah. Some of them are really genuinely super caring people, but mm-hmm. at the same time, they're strippers. You know? yeah. Well, I think it's, it's such a, why do you think there's such a stigma about, I mean, I guess just because if you look at it, it's like everyone wants to quickly so judge like, oh, if that's what oh, you're doing oh, you mean, for money, like you didn't, you gave up in a absolutely. sense. Mm-hmm. But you know what? How many girls are, you know, running around and I don't mean to get controversial about feminism or anything like that, but it's like, you know, I know girls that aren't strippers, but the way that they Portray themselves on social media. By dating guys and going on Tinder and getting guys to buy them dinner and stuff. It's kind of like, all right, you're you're taking advantage of certain things regardless. I've I've got a friend that whenever she just doesn't want to pay for dinner, she goes on Tinder, finds a date, and says, let's meet up for dinner. What? Yeah. And and then see, and there's no light being shined on that. Yeah. No, no, never. This is something we need to to bring to the The lesson is fucking stay in your lane. Do yeah. your shit yeah. and Take quit care looking kids. out the window yeah. and being a backseat driver yeah. in someone go. else's car. Yeah. That was profound as shit. That was a Tracy Chapman lyric. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Davey, I do want to. We've got about a half hour left, okay. which I think is plenty of time I to think get that's into plenty this. Of time. Um, so when Davey and I uh, shot Ghostbusters together, which was unbelievable. Right, mm-hmm. great, great week. I mean, the the bond oh, that God, we made with our band in this movie it was, was incredible. incredible. It's like we were a real band, dude. It was a close, week. dude. I mean, two thousand extras in the Wang Theater, this theater that's like the shrine for Boston, right? Yeah. A, a five thousand, no, ten thousand seat theater. Yeah, that had two two thousand extras. Brad screaming at you like you're a rock star. It's the closest. Kind of start oh, to believe it. Yeah, dude, I literally walked off being like, I could play Madison Square Garden tomorrow. <laughs> and better than any wedding I've ever been to. Uh, yeah, was it? God, yeah, the energy amazing. was incredible. So we go out for drinks one night, and um, I don't know how we stumbled upon the story, but after I heard this story, it's I, I have I haven't been. It's a story that I have not been. Um, I haven't been impacted by a story since I read the Goosebumps. <laughs> you called me the next day. Yeah. And Did you really? Yeah. Yes. You, you called call, him the next he, day? He, he, I go, at some point. the next day, and it's like, we have to have this guy on the podcast just to tell what? this I, story. I'm so glad that you did, because, you know... It's it's so easy for somebody to say, oh man, that would be so cool if we hung out this one time yeah, or did that. Right. It, no, I'm not lip you, service. You made it happen. Yeah, man. dude. So Remember, I told you. you I go work. I go. Brad's gonna be in Austin. I go. I'm coming. That was actually one of the driving factors of me coming down because I wasn't on this festival. I got added oh, late. Really? I came yeah. down to do a mainly this podcast, and then it was like, oh, cool. There's gonna be other comedians we can get. But that oh, was I goodness. wanted to capture this mm-hmm. um, because the rest of the world so, needs I'm to so know. No pressure. So yeah, <laughs> no pressure with this story. Well, and, and like like I said, he's been talking this up. For but also, you're man. a great dude, and Davey, you're a fun conversationist, <laughs> thank you, thank and you're a great you. dude, so it's like, I knew that, like, look, we, every, we just did a half hour of stuff aside oh, this. Is, this. this is great. No, so, this is great. I was but, super nervous, but... No, you're um, great, dude. This is good. Um, uh, How did we start? I mean, I think you had asked me, you know, because the fact, I told you earlier, you know, mm-hmm. you're not an athlete, you don't play sports. Mm-hmm. Well, it was because I had a brain aneurysm. That came up casually. When, yeah. I, was nine, when I was nine years old, and okay. I think that came up. Yeah. And so, I mean, to take it away... Yeah. I had a brain aneurysm when I was brain aneurysm when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. It was I don't need to get too medical about it, but it was basically I had a birth defect that had a big artery go directly into a little vein instead of splitting off into it, which is what's normally supposed to happen. Okay. So when I was nine, there was a bubble there. It burst, 
I got very lucky. It has a 70% mortality rate. My God. Most people die or end up, you know, unable to function. Yeah. It's, it's like a stroke. Yeah. You know? a and, and friend of mine's dad died of brain aneurysm. It was oh, just man. instant. Yeah. It's just brutal. instant. It's brutal. So yeah. I was nine years old. My mother was in Jerusalem at the time. I was on the beach with one of my friends, and I just had this killer headache, and I just blacked out on the beach. Yeah. And I woke up in a hospital, couldn't move. And everyone said, that kid's been drinking way too much Corona, <laughs> <laughs> but good for him for blacking out at night. Life is a beach. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, so well, you black out. So I black out, everyone freaks wake out. Up. Um, you don't remember anything? I don't remember the aneurysm happening. Yeah. I yeah. remember waking up in the hospital and being unable to move even like a centimeter my head to the left or the right without the most excruciating pain yeah. on the face of the earth. It wow. was like, it was just insane. That's, so That's quite, because normally when you go in for surgery, you, you can't, you're, you're expecting it. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to wake up, mm-hmm. it's going to suck, and you can kind of mentally yep. prepare yourself for it. But when you literally just pass out, yeah. and now you're waking up in a hospital with... Just my, hold it down here, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Like literally mind-numbing pain. That's yeah. just got to be so a, a trip. So I didn't. I didn't. I woke up. I hadn't had surgery. Mm-hmm. Nobody performed surgery on me. I woke up. I didn't know what was going on. I was terrified. I mean, I'm a nine-year-old kid, and my dad tells me, you know, because how the hell do you tell a kid? How do you explain that to a kid? Yeah. So my dad tells me. You know, God sneezed. Doc- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor says, like, you know, you're sick with with your head. You have a bad headache. We're gonna make it better. We're gonna make it better. Cool. Mm-hmm. So you can understand my, that. Yeah. So my dad, he's amazing. That's Allison's Allison's brother. Yeah. You know, the man. and he's 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 incredible. But he was there, you know, for like a long time in the hospital with me. the The lucky thing that happened, the aneurysm ended up clotting. So when it happened, instead of the blood kind of going through my entire brain and then having to perform surgery immediately, it clotted. So it was like a scab in my brain. So they said, hey, we actually have some time here to perform yeah. the actual surgery to fix this. Wow. So, so that was wow. like the miracle that, that made me not die was that clot. So oh, boy, I mean, uh, brain scab should yeah. absolutely be the name of your band. <laughs> <Brain scab. laughs> There's a deep meaning behind yeah, that band. Let's give me my new Gmail password. <laughs> So that you just gave out on a podcast, uh, or, your, or your next yeah, child's exactly. name. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, you know, uh, you know, my ma, who's super religious, was like going to church every day and mm-hmm. doing all that. My dad was just trying to help me, and I was, you know, they moved me over to Children's Hospital in Boston, which is like one of the best hospitals in the world. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I got there, it was like freaking Christmas morning because there was like hundreds of presents all over my hospital room. And like I didn't know, like you know I didn't know up. how serious this was. Yeah. It was just like I'm not feeling. I got a headache, and it was like holy shit! Look at all these. Like I got a VR Troopers. <laughs> wow, <laughs> like a Game Boy. You remember VR Troopers? Oh yeah, hey, yeah. we are VR. <laughs> you don't know, think like, I watched I remember, it yesterday? <laughs> yeah. So I, I was. I'm, I'm, yeah, because they can't explain to you as no, a, there's no not. point in doing it. Why it's just scare like, a kid? No. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, you got a 25 percent chance of dying or yeah. whatever, whatever the hell it is. 70. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so they do the surgery. They, it was like I was in the hospital for like two and a half, three months before the surgery happened. Wow. Oh they had God. to like take veins out of my leg. They had to do a bunch of other stuff. So I was in the hospital for like almost the whole summer. What are you doing that whole time? Dude, they had Playing. children's hospital. I had clowns coming in, splitting, spinning plates in front of me. And <laughs> I was getting rolled around in the garden, like going to the gift shop, getting okay, toys so they, and shit. Have, it was awesome. Do you have like, do you have like the, the, what city was this in? 
This was Boston. Yeah, do you have like Boston Bruins coming in? Like, yeah, did oh, I didn't get any of that. Uh, I didn't get any of that. I wasn't an athlete. Did Kevin McHale you know, come I was, no, you? I was, yeah. I was actually, I was a hockey player at the time. And like I like before this happened, I was like a little kid, like I want to be a pro hockey player. Like that was See, what just, I wanted to you do. You just weren't sick enough. You should no. just, you, you should really strive oh, for greatness man. next time. Yeah, is, yeah. What, is, is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, that yeah. was it. You know, Ray Bork could not come. Yeah, your headache. Like you had cl- you had clown Kim plate Neely. spinning headache. Yeah, you didn't yeah, have yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mario Lemieux headache. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so you you so had, I had the surgery. They passed the time during the day for you. Yeah, so you were bummed that you're there all summer. Yeah, but and it hurt. Like I was in a lot of pain most nights, and I was just like, "Dad, my head hurts. I need more codeine." Nine year old mm. asking for codeine. Jeez. You know, he's like, "You've already had enough codeine." <laughs> so, Don't tell me how to live you know, my life. You know, so, you were on the so, scissor early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, you know, surgery happens, okay. and you know, surgery took nine and a half, ten hours, Jesus, something man. like that, and so they told me. Uh, you know, after the surgery, the surgery was on a Sunday. They're like, we're going to have to keep you in rehab here at the hospital for probably like the next week and a half to two weeks. And you said, no, no, no. no. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. That's hilarious. So, By the way, I, I, I should kill myself. That's, that hilarious. that's at Funny Brad on Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. So they, they, they did the surgery on a Sunday, and it was Wednesday, and they said, you can go home. Like, you're good. You can go home. Yeah, I was supposed to be there a week and a half for rehab. Sunday surgery, Wednesday they sent me home because they were like, you're fine. Because they're coming in, they're checking my, my, like, how many fingers are we holding up, checking, like, my vision, and they're doing all this stuff. being in the hospital for months. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just just like, oh, you're you're good. I was was walking by Friday. And the headache was gone. It was gone. I, I had, I had, you know, 36 staples in the back of my friggin' head. Wow. And I couldn't, I couldn't feel, my head was numb for like six, seven months. So I couldn't that. feel anything, uh, but I was fine. But I had no, absolutely no idea of, of how serious what I was trying to play hockey three months later, you know, and they were like, nah, you can't play hockey. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know? What was the first thing you did when you got out? McDonald's or oh, go to the dude, park? Oh, I mean, my God. I was just, I wanted, I wanted to like, yeah, I just went to the beach. You know, I was just like, I yeah. just wanted to hang out at the beach. See, and I, I tried to use it but to But that's where it. you were when you passed out. Yeah, I wanted to hang out at the beach. You wanted to finish that you know sandcastle. I, <laughs> he's like, I got work to do, Mom. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone, and he freaks out. Oh, I, was right at, I was about to make the drawbridge. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, I tried to use it as a way to get a dog. That didn't happen. Oh, you know? what? I want a puppy. And they're like, nah, they're like you nah, weren't that sick. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're better now. Shut of the course. fuck up. Right. So, fast forward... You know, as I get older, I start learning more and more about how serious this shit is, and I start mm. realizing, like, okay, this is, you know, that was a big deal. Like, I almost died. Uh, At what point to, did, the, did the folks break it down for you and go, hey, do I you was know, like, fifteen or sixteen? They, you know, so what really happened with that? You know, like, because because I remember I was self conscious about the back of my head because yeah. it left me with a bald spot on the top of the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And when I was in like seventh grade, girls would make fun of me saying I was going bald. Because I had the scar, oh, and then it was, where are these you know, bitches now? Oh, that terrible, is, man. Yeah, terrible. yeah, yeah. And he's like, like, oh, oh look, Davy Jones is balding, and he's only fourteen. I'm oh. like, then did you tell him like I almost died, bitch? No, no, I was like, it's a scar. Oh, it's a scar. Yeah. Kids are so cool; they don't know <laughs> right. any better. You know, so I was like, when when that came up, because I was like, I don't know, I'm embarrassed. I was wearing a hat all the time. Yeah, and, sure. You know, I grew my hair out because I, I didn't like the the bald spot and the scar. In the Good back move. Of my head. Dude, now I love the scar. Girls are like, what is that? You're like, like, isn't it crazy how the tides oh, turn like that? Let me tell you about this. <laughs> yeah, battle wounds, baby. Yeah. Right? I had it's a like, headache oh that my... lasted nine months. 
Wait, so, okay, so then they break it down for you. They break it down for me. I learn what it is. Uh, Do you obsess I, about it? You start researching. I read a lot about it. Yeah. Because I was, I was, I was very, because uh, I read that, you know, the chances of these things happening uh, repeatedly are much higher in people that have had them. Oh. So I started saying, you know, I want to make sure that I'm doing what I can yeah. to not have something like this happen again. I wore a helmet whenever I was snowboarding. I wore a helmet whenever I was skateboarding, you know, which is like I was a reckless kid. Like I wouldn't normally wear a helmet is that, doing anything. And, and that helps. I mean, I mean, wearing a helmet in those situations is good anyway. But yeah. is that like is brain trauma something that like triggers it? Or something? I mean, it could. You know, oh, I don't okay. know. Like it was just, it was just. They said, you know, you're just being cautious. Yeah, you need to just be really careful yeah. of your head. Just you have to be. I'd wear a helmet all the time, dude. I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Even jerking off, I'd be oh, like, yeah. dude, I'm taking any chance. So you know, I, I had, I had, you know, one of my one of my buddies in high school. You know, one day, like I was, I was probably like a sophomore, and like the dude was like, "What's up, bro?" And he smacked me across the back of the head, uh-huh. like really friggin' hard. And I freaked out. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, sure. That was like, so it was very sensitive that was about... Like, that was like some PTSD stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I was like, what, the, what are you doing? You're trying to kill me? Like, yeah. and, and my parents told me, like, you need to be really careful of your fucking head. Like, yeah. it's, it's, you have clamps in there. It's not like this shit never happened. Right. You know, so... Yeah, what was... So what was in there that they were afraid could get jostled? Well, it was they had to, you know, they had to reroute veins and arteries oh, dude like Jeez. deep within my brain they had to like cut my brain open go deep inside where the aneurysm happened take out the blood clot and then clamp the shit back together and put it back oh together it doesn't even sound possible what yeah actually a piece of my brain that is not there and wow. that piece of my brain controls my peripheral vision so i actually when i'm looking straight at you i can't see how many fingers i'm holding up right here i can't see my hand he's holding up two, his hand right two, in front of his face nothing. you can't see that nothing i'm looking at you now they didn't tell me that until i was older because they wanted me to adjust to it oh so, interesting so but but trust me when i turn around and someone comes out from here they appear you know, I don't That's, see them coming like I do coming. from my right. Yeah. They just appear in front of me. Wow. So As, and, does that affect your driving at all? No, I just have I, I scan a lot. Okay. You know, it's 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 like as long as I'm not staring at it only happens when I'm staring at one spot. Okay. So like if I'm staring at, you know, my finger in front of my face, my peripheral doesn't and it's weird explaining to people so like, wait, so is it like a black spot in your vision? And it's like, no, it's the weirdest thing. It just I can't it doesn't exist. It just doesn't this is not there. Yeah. Wow. So you had to learn that on your. So one day you're just like, oh. Well, no, shit. I'm gonna get into how I okay. found that All right, out. Yeah, okay. you know. So you start researching. You're 15, and then the guy hits you. You you freak out. You're like, hey, dude. Now you're probably yeah. even more paranoid because you're I'm like, paranoid. wow, yeah. these close calls can happen. Maybe yeah. I need to go helmet all day, 24 seven, <laughs> right? I got. I mean, I got over. I was doing music. I wasn't skateboarding as much, and it was kind of like I had. I had when I was 18. I had my nine year checkup. Mm-hmm. And my doctor, you know, they gave me a CAT scan and they say, I mean, you, know, you look pretty good down there. You know, let us know if you're concerned about anything. But other than that, I mean, you look, you look good. Cool. You so know? back to life. So back yeah. to life. I go to college, go to Berkeley, do all that shit. Um, and before, you know, so when I was going to Berkeley, I played drums at a gospel church, Baptist church. I was the only white dude in there. It was awesome. It's amazing. You know, really Gave me some soul. How great is the gospel church? Just, oh my god! I mean, it was incredible. It, it, it looks so much fun when you it see does. it on TV. It's incredible. It, I'm, I'm, it, I'm getting I'm getting my my child baptized with them later on this month. Nice. You know, it's just amazing. Is it energy that you can describe, or is it like you just have to be in this church? I mean, just watch movies. You know, I <laughs> yeah. guess just watch Sister Act. <laughs> just you know, it's it's really cool though because 
I got really into it, and I grew up Catholic, so it was just. You That's know, that thing where it, I'd like, fall asleep in church, and yeah. now it's like I'm playing drums, and and the services yeah. are like three hours, not wow, forty minutes. Wow. And that's the thing where it looks insane from afar, but then when you're there in the moment, you're like, yeah. "Oh, I'm feeling the Holy yeah. Spirit. Yeah, you are. I'm getting you in are. touch with Jesus." You're clapping and everything. Hey, yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Just a lot of the clapping. Yeah, and- so the the keyboard player, uh, his name was Simon. He lived in Malaysia, and he was from Malaysia. He was going to Berkeley as well. He was a classmate of mine, and he said, uh, "He's like, hey man, you should you should come out to Malaysia. Like you really should do that. Like after we graduate." Yeah. And he told me, he's like, I work at a music college out in Malaysia. How cool would it be if you moved out here for like a year and, and taught drums and like did all this shit with music? And I had no plan after graduation. Wow. So I was, this was before I came to Austin and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just, you know, like, holy shit. Like, that's really, that's awesome. And I told my roommate at the time who was like, yo, can I go with you? Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Like, let's do it. Like, let's it's such go a, to Malaysia. A lot of people post-college go to Europe and back. Oh, yeah. It's such a great yeah. time to go. Let me do something that I you can only do right now. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. You, know, you don't have deadlines, no. things like that. You can go, so I, go I spent it. my senior year saving for that trip. You know, I saved mm-hmm. a couple grand and I was like, all right, I'm going to Malaysia. And uh, finally came time to go. And we get to Malaysia and I'm like, wow, this is so far away. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like I was on another planet. A lot of planes, boats to get to wherever you were going. Uh, I mean, carrier pigeons. Opposite side of the street, I think I remember the driving. I mean, mm-hmm. but all the roads were like windy and, and crazy, and nobody spoke English. And it was like, I woke up every morning as like, you know, and I'm totally open minded to, to, to other religions and stuff like that, but it was very strange waking up every morning to like Arab music. On a loudspeaker over yeah. the complex that I was living yeah, in. Yeah, because you think, I mean, you, th- when, uh, as the ignorant American, you think Malaysia, you hear the name Asia in it, you're not thinking, oh, yeah, large, you're not thinking large, this large is Muslim a, community. Yeah, and no, that's what absolutely it is not. There. And it hugely yeah. is. Yeah. It hugely is. And you find out, like, oh, wow, on the door of these clubs, if you are Muslim, you are not admitted. Like, you cannot drink. It's against the law wow. to drink if yeah. you're Muslim over there. Yeah, when, 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 pe- when people say, like, oh, Americans are Islamophobic. I mean, some of us absolutely are, and yeah. some stuff is really fucking horrible. But then you go to these, then you go to these other countries. You're like, oh, we're not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. If President Trump ha- uh, had his oh, way, that, I, mean, but I, I woke but, up and it was like, yeah, like, like shit, like the that Lion King soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. But it was Every like day. on, on loudspeaker because eight a.m. because it was right around Ramadan. And that was like and, and eight like, a.m. prayers like, or something, not, right? It's not something. separation of church and state. It's yeah. It's the the, the religion day. is law. Yeah, yeah. The religion is law. Sharia law. So, right. Uh, so you're was, thrown off by that, but also you're probably thinking, okay, medically, I'm right. That has to be no, a thought. No, no, not, not, not at all. Okay, not cool. at all. Because I, ha- I hadn't had any type of. I hadn't been thinking about my brain aneurysm at all. Okay. So. Are you, are you just sitting there going like, "Wow, large Islamic community"? Where the fuck am well, I? It was, get to the it bacon? was. Well, it started. It started. <laughs> I want you know, bacon. my my buddy and I were there, and I think what we we were expecting more of like Thailand, like, right? Like like we're gonna go party, and this is gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was a lot. Lady boys, lot, what you know? Okay. And I was just like, and it was like you know, I can't sum up Malaysia. I can't sum up Kuala Lumpur. In, in in the short time that I was there, right. I just wasn't finding the right places to go to have a good time. Gotcha. It was it was not what we had expected. Yeah. And it was And you're there for a year. I was you know, I'm and I'm gonna be here for a year. I'm living on a twin size bed with my buddy who's sleeping next to me and you know, 
I can't even talk to chicks here. I don't even know have you know. And Jesus. then and then I find out that the school that I was supposed to work at, they're like, yeah, you got to wait four months to get a, a work visa to start. So I'm oh. like, what the shit? Like, what is like? All right, what okay, for four months. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, this is this is getting kind of stressful, and um, I start smoking a lot. I start smoking a lot of uh, cigarettes, and. You know, we're going out drinking and stuff, but I mean, a lot of the days were spent, you know, hanging out at my buddy's house playing darts, and I was like shooting off firecrackers with all the little Muslim kids, you know. I mean, and, and being the hilarious white American boy, you right, know. just finding ways to pass the time. Oh, yeah, it was like it was. You like were that with that movie clown with spinning plates was. Yeah, <laughs> that, what is it, the island? The beach. The beach. Was I love that movie. The beach. You know, so that's that's the type of shit that I was doing out there. It was fun. It was having a good time. I was kind of being young and yes, and doing my thing. So uh, one night I'm going to bed. And I fucking wake up and I'm like, fuck, my head is fucking killing me. Uh-oh. My head is killing me. And I was like, this isn't a normal headache. This is not a normal headache. And I start thinking like, no, like, no, 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 no. And I go to my buddy Simon. I'm like, dude, what's, what's the hospital situation like here? You know, like, and he's like, why? What's up? Like, are you okay? And I'm like. I'm having a type of headache that I haven't had since I was like, and I told him, I was like, I haven't had a headache like this. I don't know what it is. And I'm getting nervous because sure. it's, it's, it's not like a headache, like, oh my God, I got this migraine. It's this headache, like you feel like your head weighs 10 pounds Oof. and you're just like, shit, this hurts. And I, you know, knowing what happened and being educated about what yep. happened. And they told you if you have symptoms. Yeah. Like it's scary. So knowing how far away from home I was and how I don't have anybody out here, I'm like, if there's something going on, I'm going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I call my dad, who's about to get on a plane to Des Moines, Iowa for business from Boston. And I was like, hey, just letting you know, don't panic. Um, I'm just going to the hospital to check something out. And uh, you know, I'm just having like a really bad headache over here. It could be I ate something or, you know, I just I have a headache. I don't know. I don't jump to that. Okay. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So my buddy's like, you know, there's the there's the public hospital and then there's the private hospital. The public hospital, you know, costs out of pocket like $500 and then the public hospital is just the public hospital. Yeah. So I was like, all right, bring me to the public hospital. I go to the public hospital and, uh, you know, my buddy Jason's there with me. And Simon's there with me, and they're like, oh, hey, you know, and I'm, I'm not really freaking out or anything. I'm yeah. just kind of like, I just want to figure out what the hell's going on. So they bring me in. They're asking me about my history, and I tell them, you know, I have history of this, history of this. And they do a CAT scan, and I'm just chilling on the hospital bed. And the doctor comes in, and she has this look on her face oh, no. like she didn't want to be the person to come into the room to talk to me. Oh, oh my God. And she says... I need you to remain calm. Oh, and I'm like, that's the last yeah. thing you say to someone you want to remain calm. Right. So I'm like, what are you talking about? I sit up and she's like, just come sit over here. And she sits on the end of the bed. She says, oh. sit over here. And she said, I need to let you know that we found another eruption in your brain and you're having another brain aneurysm. And I was just like, I didn't say anything. I just was like, what like and i just like immediately tears were coming down my face and i wasn't even like 
Human process. I wasn't crying. No. I was just like, what do you, like, no. Like, no, 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 no. I just graduated college. I just did all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, no. I'm like, better. No, 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 no. I got surgery. Yeah, what are you talking a about? A while like, ago. I'm good. What, what are you talking about? And she said, we found internal bleeding within your brain. You, that's what your headache is. You have internal bleeding in your brain. We do not know how much time you have left. Whoa. I can't show the f- expression on my face with the microphone right now. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's there. Yeah. And I was just what do you what? She, what? So, she, the, she, the, so she, the, she's the, like as I'm talking to you, oh my you, God. you you could go. Yeah. The first emotion I felt was the most angry I've ever been in my entire life. Right. Because I was just like this is happening here because if right. I was in Boston with all my friends and family and I'm dying, I can at least be like, yo, come hang out with me right now. Right. I want to give everybody a hug and a kiss and say I love you. And, and like that's where my heart was. The I fact was just, that your, your thoughts even go there is crazy. Yeah, to, to, I, was, ex- I wasn't even you ex- scared of myself. So you accepted it. You were just like, yeah. you, you thought about your friends and family. You go, they're going to be so Oh, upset. my God. That was, a, that was all. I was like, I'm not at home. Like, I shouldn't be here. I right. wanted a teleportation machine to exist. And I was like... I had never felt so far away from anything in my entire life. I felt like I might as well have been on Mars with no spacecraft. Like, it was just, it was just like, and my, my buddy, you know, he hadn't come into the room yet, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm furious. Because after all this had happened to me, I understood that death was a possibility for me. So I had to sort of cope with the fact that, like, life isn't this thing that just lasts forever. Yeah. Like a lot of people go through every day thinking that they're invincible. Yeah. Yeah. So I had already accepted that fact. Like, so I knew that like, okay, this day could come. So when it came, I wasn't scared for myself. I was like afraid of shit, dude. My friends are going to be so pissed at me because I'm not home. Wow. I'm dude, that is insane not, that that's where yeah. your head was. That's where my head was. <clears throat> yeah. So, so ne- I mean, next, next thought is call. I mean, which family member do no, I, mean, my I next fucking son, freak my, out my, here? My buddy Jason, who was from, you know, I went to college with, yeah. he was you know, still a friend of mine now. Mm-hmm. He was there, and, you know, he goes up to him and he rubs my back and goes, Hey, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, so you all right? And I'm just like, Nah, dude, I'm, I'm going to be dead soon. Yeah. What? And uh, I don't know what to do. And because the doctor told me, so the problem is, since it's Ramadan right now, none of our surgeons are gonna are gonna help you out. Or it was it was something like that? I you know Holy that crap. wasn't where, but it was like it was like the fact that Ramadan was happening, it, it caused a scheduling conflict or something Fucking like that. Great timing. And then also, Jeez. I don't have Malaysia health insurance. A surgery right. like that is like. Over a hundred thousand dollars for a surgery like that, which I would have to pay up front. Yeah. What what recent college grad? <laughs> right. You know, um, what, maybe Zuckerberg. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I of course I'm like Simon. Uh, I got to get to a phone. I got I got to start making some phone calls because I, I this is what she told me. It was kind of like 
you can stay here for the duration if you want at the hospital. And I was like, no, I want to get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm not staying. Stay here. And de- so yeah, she like, basically said, wait here yeah, and die. Oh, you like, can't you afford wanna, it. You know, you know we're, we're going to help you through this. Like, we wow. have our own version of a clown spinning plates. Yeah. Yeah. But it's basically an old homeless man <laughs> who uh, swallows dreidels. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. So, we, like, so you're like, I, get in the f- I'm, I gotta get the fuck out of I'm here. I'm like, yeah, get me the fuck out of here. Like, you know, and I said, you know, do you have, do you have a relative idea of... of the rate at which this is bleeding at and, and you know, what is going on here. Question. And and she was like, you know, we really can't say, you know, it's all going to depend on like your physical state, how it like progresses. Jeez. You know, I'm like, am I so, she's like, don't, the thing that this is what got me, she goes, make sure you don't fall asleep tonight. And I was like, wait, she's like, cause you might not wake up. So try to not go to sleep. What the fuck? Because yeah, Freddy Krueger situation yeah. is this? <laughs> My so she God. was like, "Don't go to sleep." Because how tired are you at this point? If you're okay, wide the fuck away. Yeah, okay. I was like, My adrenaline. Was, oh my yeah. God, I was like, you know. So I was just, you know, chain-smoking cigarettes, and my buddy's like, you know, dude, it's probably not good that you're smoking. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, I'm yeah. fucking another cigarette. It's like, that's bad for your lungs. Yeah. Not, not, not yeah. really worried about that right now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so uh, you know. I'm at my buddy's house and everyone's kind of scrambling like, well, so what the fuck do we do? Yeah. Like, do you sit down and watch a movie or, you know, I'm like, no, I got to get on Skype. I got to call some people. You know, I called my dad who had just landed in Des Moines, Iowa for business. And I was like, you know, and I know that this is his worst fear in the fucking world. This sure. happened to his kid again. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I mean, like, especially when you know, I'm almost, I'm almost like bringing it up to him. Like, like, Please don't be mad at me. Like, <laughs> isn't like, so weird that you feel guilty about oh something that you have no, no reason? Yeah. Heartbreaking no reason. I, felt, I felt, yeah, I felt, I felt bad about it, and yeah, and uh, I was like, Dad, uh, hey, and he's like, hey, what's up? You know, you, you still, did you ever get anything checked out? And I'm like, don't, I'm having another one. What? I'm having another. It's happening. Again, as I'm talking to you, I'm no, no, no. And my dad's. What did they say? And you know, what is the actually? I'm like, this is what they told me. This is a, my dad goes. I'm getting on a plane right fucking now, and I'm going back to Boston because I'm gonna like calls up my my surgeon who did my original surgery. Is like because it's five in the morning over in Boston. Yeah, he's like, I'm calling them. He gets on a plane, goes back to doing. He's like, I'm calling you the minute I get to Boston. And uh, you know, I wait, you know, a couple hours, and I'm kind of like, I still feel okay, but I'm just freaking the fuck out. And I, I call, you know, I call my ex-girlfriend at the time who I hadn't spoken to in like three months. And she answers the phone. And she's like, hey, I'm kind of busy right now. Like, is there a reason you're calling me? And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of important. You know, she's like, I mean, is it life or death? You still have like, that hoodie of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I mean, is, is it life or death? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like it kind of is. It literally kinda, is. Yeah. So, come to find out she was on a date with this dude she met. And I totally ruined the fucking date, but she, you know, she. Wow, read, that's an epic you know, cock was, block story. She, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, imagine her going back to the table to yeah, tell him, "Hey, oh my, my ex is having an aneurysm." My ex is having an aneurysm. Is this the thing uh, that you do to get out of the, the date? Old aneurysm in Malaysia story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I knew this wasn't going to work oh, out. Dude, oh yeah. my god! You so, pay for your own scalps. Dude, oh my god! So she immediately was like. Freak the fuck out! Sure, you know I'm leaving right now. Do you need me? To, do you need me to fly out there? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, like you know, my dad was trying to fly out there, but like he, the flights were like three grand or something to fly out there in such short notice. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I called my friends. I called my best friend of 20 years, and I was like, Brennan, I'm gonna 
like this shit has happened he was just like fucking he didn't say shit he was just bawling on the other line he was just crying on the fucking other end he was like you're fucking lying get the fuck home fuck you fuck you you're fucking lying and he's yeah. just like he's so just Boston, pissed, he's pissed at me he's just angry he's like no fuck you come home like and I was like dude I love you I'm gonna fucking call you He's like, come home. By the way, that's such a heartfelt Boston dude response. Fuck you, motherfucker. (laughs) You ain't fucking dying. Go home, you fucking piece of shit. It was. So, I mean, you have to realize, like, this is the first and only time in my entire life that I actually met and faced my own mortality. And it was just like, I, I was, like, going through the motions with this. And so I get a phone call. My dad calls me back. And he's like, the doctor said you need to come home now. And I was like, what do you like? What do you mean? He's like, if you tell the people for the airline that this is going on, they're not going to let you on the plane. Because if something happens on the plane, they have a medical emergency in the middle of the Pacific. So I'm like, a so yeah. I'm lying and I could die on the plane. He's like, yeah, pretty much. That's, that's what we're, that's what we're, it's, it's your best scenario is trying to get back here to get to a hospital or you're going to stay out there and worst case scenario, die. you're going to just die out there. You yeah. know, so you might as well already head home because what the fuck yeah. else you got to lose? Die, yeah. die in yeah. Malaysia, die in the plane, or maybe get home. Yeah. So, so uh, you imagine what it was like when they shut that fucking door, man. <laughs> well, like, a plane door. I was like, it's like you had, right. Did you have moments of like running off Dude, the plane? I didn't sleep. I was like, I well, got couldn't. on that plane. I got on that yeah. plane and I was just like, I took, I was taking like no-dos and I was taking like, I was drinking coffee because I was just like, don't fall asleep. Nodos are uppers. Like yeah, yeah. So I was just, I was like, you're whatever the Malaysian equivalent of Nodos was, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I was just like, I got on the plane. I'm like, I got eight hours to Japan because I had to connect in Japan. I got oh, eight hours God. To Japan. So I'm sitting there, you know, white knuckle riding eight hours on a fucking plane. Would you like some, yeah. would you like some refreshments? And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, trying like, to act like this is a normal like flow. Like you to drain oh my, my head of blood. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that? Oh my Does god! Does your hot towel come yeah. with aneurysm oh diffusers? Because I'm like, I can't, I can't, and I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the, like the blackout. Yeah. I'm waiting for like the blackout that I have. I'm just waiting for like, like I'm here because my head's still fucking killing me. At this I was gonna point. say at what point? Yeah, it still hurts like hell, and I'm like on the plane, and I'm like, I'm waiting for just like a like just a just. Yeah. To, or to get dizzy and fall asleep. I had no idea what to expect. Did you give a heads up to any of the person to your Hell left or right? No, no. absolutely not. I, I just sat there. Are people trying to make shit. small talk and you're like, no, okay. I didn't say a word to anybody. I was yeah. just, get to Japan. I'm starving. Yeah, because you I, can't take the risk that you start talking to somebody and their small talk is so fucking boring that it puts you to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, which can happen on a plane. Yeah. Right? So I connect, I connect in Japan and I'm kind of like, all right, you know, it's been, I mean, and this is probably. 13 hours later and I'm yeah. like well the, the, the I'm not dead yet not dead yet uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get some McDonald's in the airport good move and I'm kinda like I'm, I'm like I'm freaking out a little bit less and uh, and I, I get on the next plane and I, I connect over to Boston and I'm like you know and I didn't sleep that ride either no and I, I mean I'm talking 20 hours of plane flights yeah you know and then the the six or eight hours before getting on the plane, I'm kind of like, 
what the fuck? Like, I'm starting to get like annoyed here because I'm like, why the fuck am I not dead yet? You know, like, like what the Isn't hell? Isn't that crazy that yeah. that feeling comes up? <laughs> now you're like, what you told me? Like I've been, I'm doing my part. I'm yeah. staying awake, so either like, like, fix yeah, me like, or like, kill me. What the fuck is going on? I'm freaking yeah. out because I'm like, this, 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 these doctors told me in Malaysia that you know they don't know. So maybe I'm just like, maybe this is a slow leak. Maybe it's not an explosion in my brain. Maybe it's a slow leak, and maybe I'll have time and I'll be able to get this fixed. Maybe I'll get there in time. How tired um, are you at this point? You're getting tired. I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking worn out. I mean, I was Jeez. up for probably, it was like 30 hours at this point, just no. Because, oh, I mean, God. this happened at night. I went to the hospital the night that I had already been up. So it was, right. woke up at 11 that day, go to the hospital at 8 p.m., all nighter, I'm on a 10 a.m. Could you, Brad, a- could you, I could not make that, I just, I don't know how, adrenaline buys you maybe Dude. a couple hours, but oh, like. Yeah. But I mean, I was just—I couldn't—I couldn't stop thinking about like I just want to see my friends and my family. Yeah, again. and when that's your only thought is survival, that's—that's yeah. that's how you. So just, that's what uh, got you through it. Yeah, yeah. I was just—I was like, I need to hold these people again before I before I don't exist, and that—that's all I gave a shit about. Mm-hmm. And it's—I mean, it's forever changed me because of that. It's just like this because when I was over there and when I'm on the plane and all this is happening, all my focus had been for years was my drums and my job and what I'm going to do when I grow up and what's my career going to be like. And then when it was like you take all that away and you have moments left, if there was a friggin' comet hitting the earth, that you know Morgan Freeman you- warned warns us about. <laughs> <laughs> who who what, what would you choose to do? Yeah, like dude, you're not going to work. You're going to no. be like, I want to be with my loved ones. That's yeah. all you care about. That's all you give a shit about. And all so in life. few of us get to no. get that moment. Yeah, ever. You, you, people, people die alone all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I'm on the plane. I get to Boston. My dad has friggin'. Well, hold on a second. You told me in this story before about the movie that you watched. Holy that shit. That was a key point. Yes, that was. That yeah. was Don't leave was, that part I out. I was watching mm-hmm. Finding Nemo. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All about a kid trying to get home. Dude. Yeah. I mean, were you yeah. are, are 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 you just bawling at finding Dude, Nemo? I'm no, I'm watching it like like cuz you said you were trying to like you really watch cuz I'm stuff. trying to stay, stay eyes stay wide. Yeah. But of course it's fucking finding Nemo kid trying to get home. Yeah. You know, and 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 like I think of my dad cuz the dad is is Holy well, what's the guy's and my dad is like flying to Des Moines, he's flying back, he's going to Boston, like my dad's trying to Dude, get me home. I'm gonna cry home. just thinking about that. That's fucking <laughs> he's, he's trying to get me home and I'm trying to get home. And mm. I'm just I'm watching this and I'm watching this movie. That other people might be watching, that, and you're watching it. No one has any oh, idea. You're circ- like, oh, that's nice. Your circumstances. Yeah. You're watching oh this God. with a giant theme and oh my connection God. to like, it. Like yeah. I'm relating to this so much. Like I'm watching it like I have never watched a movie in my life before something like happens f- to Nemo and you stand up you fucking get off <laughs> get off oh, Boy, like, this guy loves Pixar <laughs> oh my god hate to see him watch The Incredibles <laughs> so, so so you're the Finding Nemo thing I mean that was like that was like I mean yeah there was I mean there was three or four points on the plane that that I was just sitting there crying because I just said I don't want to be here right now I just want to be home why because yeah. you, 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 you remain strong for so long yeah. I can only imagine at you some point emotion takes and, and over I'm just sitting there and I'm leaning my head up against the window I'm just like freaking I'm just, just you're in a plane I'm just, I'm, just I'm like I just like nothing else I, I care about nothing else I'm like just you know it's like uh you know, it's like when you get in like a panic habit, everything else falls away. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. It's like you don't give a shit about getting a new TV or, or right. you know, bills. Yeah, your bill. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, you know, I, I can't wait to go to that concert this weekend. It's like, no, you're just like, I just want to look at the person that you that you care about and just say, oh my god, you're still here. I'm still here. Like, like, just that. It's insane. You know. So I'm just 
like once again like it was still white knuckle but yeah. i was crying like off and on and i got through it and then like when it was like all right ladies and gentlemen we're gonna be touching down in boston in about 25 minutes and i'm like relief starts to hit me yeah because i'm like i made it i might i might be okay like i might be okay and i i get off the plane and uh there's like a shuttle there that mm-hmm. uh it was just like a black car it takes me you're it was a black car takes me to the hospital. My dad is there. There's doctors and nurses waiting outside the hospital. Jeez. Like, They're like, a yeah. me- like wheelchair already there. Get in. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Like, holy shit. He's still fucking here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and my dad is just like, go, 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 go. Like hugs me. But like, no time to stop. No and be time like, to even be congrats like, congrats on staying awake. Yeah, not, yeah. Like not even like to be like, you did your part. Hey, I miss you. Nope. Good to see you. It's just like, Go inside now. Go. Which go. and that's crazy because Dude, he's yeah. basically foregoing yeah. a goodbye. Any yeah, he's he's foregoing any type of like I missed you so much. It's so good oh to have you home. Oh my god! And it's just like he saw me and he's like, we're going inside now. Go. And they bring me in. They put me in the cat scan shit immediately. And I got like four or five nurses coming in and out. What are you feeling right now? How does your head feel? What's your pain levels? And they're 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 doing like the fingers in front of my face and they're doing all this shit. Uh, you know how many fingers do we hold? Quick, up look at this! Stuff? Look at this titty. Is it pre or post pregnancy? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god! So like, I, I for the first time in in you know over thirty hours, like I feel a little bit safe because they're not right. they're not like we need to do surgery. Let's go! Like, yeah. they're just kind of checking me out. I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, what's what the fuck is going on? Like, oh my god! And my dad is just like basket case. Sure. And and um, you know, so then then you know he he says to me. You know, because they, they go like this, and I'm trying to hold the mic, but they'll hold up two fingers in each hand yeah. mm-hmm. and hold them up to your face. And he goes, Am I wiggling? Tell me, which, tell me when I'm wiggling my fingers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, He's like, You don't see me wiggling my fingers? I was like, No. He's like, I'm looking on my left hand right now. You don't see that? Because he told me to look at his nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, No, I don't see anything. He's like, You don't see my fingers right now. I was like, No. He was like, Are You fucking sit? Like, what? Okay. And then he started doing like more like side to side hand things. And then he goes, I got to look at your casket. I think your peripherals are gone. You're like, I think. And that's when I, that's when I found out what I was telling you guys earlier of my peripherals. Yeah. That's That's when when I found out. out. Oh, wow. It's because I I didn't know. And, and so they, they do the casket and they do all this stuff and they come back and they're like, we, we can't find anything wrong with you. What? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what, what my reaction was? Do you, I, I was angry. <laughs> I was right. like, what the fuck do you mean there's nothing wrong with me yeah like, like they're like well i mean we checked and they had to do one where they could see the color in the cat scan and yeah. in my brain and they're like all we see is is the scarring tissue the scar tissue from your first surgery which looks a lot like internal bleeding from your first aneurysm then like what the and fuck malaysian doctors were trained <laughs> yeah. to see that as that then so they, what the fuck was the headache? They, they, I was like, my head still hurts. What's up? Yeah. And they're like, I mean, the water over there, the food over there could cause some food poisoning side effect. I'm like, <laughs> holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> so like, 
Sorry, Holy did you have the Bing Bing soup? Because that gives dude, yeah, really oh bad. Oh my give you god! A oh my god! I was just like, well, no, 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 you're, you're you're like this is a is funny. This is funny. Yeah, you go this through every right. emotion. Because I'm this waiting. Is what you say to light yeah, me up and right. then tell me the bad. I'm news. like, so when are we going in for surgery? Like, no. Yeah, when am like, I dying? Because that's kind of what I'm expecting dude, at this my, point. Like, you know, and my dad obviously was just like. Relieved immediately. I'm sure he like fell but on his me, knees in but, tears. Oh yeah, but me, I'm like, I just experienced the longest near death experience. Yeah. Like some people, are like, oh my god, I almost got in a car accident. I'm like, that happened. No, you, like, you went on a 30 hour <laughs> emotional roller coaster. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I can't just call my friends and tell them that I'm not dying now. Like my ex girlfriend is gonna think I just made some shit. Yeah, up. I ruined her day. <laughs> I can't just fucking call her and tell her I'm fine. So it was like, you know. My life changed forever after that. My life had never been the fucking same. And that's the part. So we have a few more minutes. I want yeah. to talk. That, that's, fu- I mean, Brett, fucking fuck. mind-blowing. What the fuck? All <laughs> that like and then 30 hours of torture because it's like, oh, well, it kind of looks like bleeding. And how, I mean, you got to think, too, across the world and country, how many times misdiagnoses. Is that, oh, yeah. is that the word? Because you could, being yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like, what, what if they had said we have to operate right Oh, now? I know. And they They're go like, oh, in. yeah, let's go on a And they charge you a oh, hundred grand. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're cha- I mean, so you, when Fuck. you said that and then you went on kind of a. Um, I did. A bender. I went on like a hard bender. Because I you got did, a second because chance. I was just like, because yeah. well, you know what it was? It was just like, it was like every day. It was like, okay, regardless of the fact that I found out this didn't happen. I was no longer living my life with this plan like I was going to be around for a long time. No. Because I just experienced this. I'm no. like, dude, I could, I could be dead tomorrow. Like, yes, I'm going. You're living to life the, to the yeah. fullest. But, oh my not, God. but maybe not in the best way. Oh, my God. I'm gonna not go, in the best way. I'm going to go full Amarodom and just get a hotel room <laughs> and a brothel and oh, just yeah. bring me more hookers. There's plenty of stories that I probably cannot tell. For sure. Yeah. But, I do wanna, but I do want <laughs> to, to mention this because I feel like it is important for people to hear, like, the Met, I mean, the you having this realization and this life-changing moment, which now, I mean, that shit, you don't never not think I about that, I can't right? undo it. I can't you know, How many years removed from this? Oh, you? yeah. Uh, this happened when I was 20... 23. Okay, 22 so six, or 23. Six, seven years ago. I'm thir- yeah. tw- just turned 29. Right. Yeah. So... Still something that's in the forefront of your mind, right? Because how can it oh, not yeah. be? Well, it's oh, yeah. 30 hours of the most insane oh, psychological yeah. torture anyone could ever you know, experience. So, you know, and, and after talking to my doctor, like, I'm not afraid that it can happen again. So that fear is kind of yep. gone. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you went on this bender and you yeah. because you just were like, I'm why the fuck not? Dude, like, I'm invincible. I moved to Austin three and a half weeks later. I moved to Austin because I said, fuck it. I'm not I'm not going to do anything that's the same every day. Ever again. Yeah. I'm going to constantly do anything that's not something I've normally done. Yeah. And I just, it's like, I changed my life because I just say yes to every opportunity that, that, that comes along. And wow. I constantly, I'm just like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it because I've never done that before. And, and I don't care. It's like, I care more about living my life than just security, you know? And, and because when you are told you don't have any time left, there's no such thing as security. It's like, oh yeah, that 401k that you saved up for the last. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Nothing. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. Yeah. In fact, you become more present moment to moment yeah. in life. Yeah, and you're absolutely. More sweeter to people. I mean, you, oh you, my god, the, I care. Well, how much know, empathy? Much oh more. my god, it changed the way that I I treat my relationships with people. You know, I'm constantly like, yo, it's that person's birthday. You need to call them. Like I, I yeah. called I called my friend Emma, who's a girl that I haven't seen. You know, used to date one of my best friends back when we were in high school. And, and we've always just been cool. Still, April 14th, every fucking year, 
I call her on April 14th. Hey, two-minute conversation. Just want to say happy birthday. Ooh, you know, nice. it's, it's, it's like I care about the people that I've had in my life, and I keep them. I keep them as long I'll as you, I can. I'll yeah. tell you who you won't be calling on their birthday, that fucking Malaysian doctor. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, call him and give him a... Hey, bro, I'm still alive. Fuck you. Uh, I mean, you'd call him for that. Yeah. But yeah. That, that is... Wow. That, uh, you know, that story, he talked it up, and I was like, how can this story, whatever it is, live up to this kind of hype? It's a movie. It's insane. I mean, that shot where you're watching Finding Nemo and it's quiet around you and it's a normal plane ride and you're locked in on it and you're watching that story and you're having flash. I mean, it's like. Oh, my God. All I think about is just like the quiet, like people like clanging their like silverware, like just. You heard everything. Your senses were heightened. And I just. The plane. And because half the movie, I didn't even watch it with my headphones on. I wasn't even listening. I was just watching it. And I was just making I'm up just your own dialogue. Just yeah. get home, Nemo. Yeah. You got that yeah. brain aneurysm. You got to get home. Like, yeah. I, I stopped thinking. There was no thought. Like it, it was like fear. It, it was crazy because you'd think that when you're you think you're gonna die or when you're about to die, that that's gonna be the scariest thing. But for me, the only thing I was afraid of was that I was never gonna see my friends or family again. That was wow. the only thing I was afraid of. I was just like, I just got to get home. I don't care if I get home and I die an hour later. I just got to get home. Yeah. I want to just. I want them to be the last thing I look at and before I bite it. It's you that, know. Now you have like this hyper focus. Oh yeah. Of that. Yeah. Well, your, your sense of family yeah. is just so that. I mean, oh, that's what you would want people crazy. listening to this to like oh, yeah. take away from. Dude, yeah. yeah forget like, about your career once in a while, man. Like, just make a phone call and just talk yeah. about shit that doesn't matter. Like, yo. Fucking sports. I don't know. Like, yeah, just just, just yeah. let someone know that, like, because people like they break up and they split up and they go off in their own directions and stuff. But like, they still care. But their pride is so yeah, crazy that they, that, that they don't. Well, come I'm not back. gonna. You know, I'm not gonna let them know. It's like, dude, it, right. it doesn't or they matter. Didn't call me, dude. Yeah, yeah, send them a card. Just be like, you know. And you know what I did after that? My high school girlfriend that broke my heart. Two months later, after I got back from Malaysia. I heard on Facebook, I saw on Facebook, she had gotten in a car accident. She got her wires, her jaw wired shut because mm-hmm. she, she got demolished in this car accident. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know if I would have been like, oh, man, that's crazy, you know. I sent flowers to her house because it's just like, look, I know I haven't spoken to you in five or six years. Yeah. But I'm somebody that in one point of your life, you changed it. Yeah. You know, and that's all that matters. It's like we, you change somebody's life for a moment, and that might only last a year, might last five years, might last forever. But we all have moments with people that, you know, there's people you can't forget in life, you yeah. know? And it's like, don't just let them go because you don't see them in a, in a day-to-day. Yeah, because time said so. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, exactly. You, well, I'm, I, and I speak for Adam and probably everyone listening to this right now where I say, you are now one of those people in my life. And I just met you Aww. like two days ago. But like <laughs> this story is so powerful, profound that, uh, yeah, it's, de- it's definitely changed me it's made it's made it's made me think and now and now yeah you're now one of those no, people that you. <laughs> you know your life's going one way and then you meet someone and the line goes off in a complete other direction oh and but it's yeah. like you remember some shit like that yeah, yeah you know because it makes well, you think about yourself nuts. you know and I, I mean i'm so happy that i i was i i wasn't like oh i'm gonna tell these guys that story like at the bar that night it just kind of 
It came out, but dude, because that's a lot. Think about that story, Brad. Think about hanging out with dudes at a bar and the, and the shit that you riff on sports and the stories you girls, sports girls. Yeah, that's it. What you did that yeah, day, yeah, shooting yeah, yeah. a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, this story this organically. Out. This didn't come out by the way. Five minutes in, it was about a good hour of hanging. Oh yeah, and then yeah. sports aneurysm. Wait, what do you? What does that mean? Yeah, well, I had this. Sports, Next yeah. thing you know. I'm fucking six tequilas deep, <laughs> literally crying in a bar like, oh what the fuck, God. Nemo, fucking oh Malaysia, aneurysm, clown spinning plates. Oh yes. That, no, uh, so I'm glad I'm glad you didn't die because, um, you know, oh, we're going to be friends forever. Oh, yeah. And oh, you're yeah. the man. And you, and you had to be a drummer. And thanks for sharing the story. And I think lesson learned. Thank you learned. for having me on this podcast. People are going to love this. This is so awesome. Oh, yeah, dude. I can't wait for Allison to listen to this. And, and I'm going to tell my <laughs> She's friends. She's going to love it. This is amazing. This is um, so cool. Allison is the best, and I'm glad that uh, that she put you in the film so we could meet. Oh my god! I and love thank it. you for not dying, and yeah. thank yeah. you for sharing the story because it's. I oh, know no. even to see you tap back in and relive it is like <laughs> kind of fucking not well, easy. I was afraid dude. that I couldn't do it when I came to talk to you guys today. I thought I was just going to kind of recite it, but I was able to kind of tell it with the same. No, you, you know, Brad's a great listener. Yeah, yeah. And you go right back into it. That's <laughs> frick. That uh, is, all right, that don't just do not go to Malaysia. Ever, I will never do that again. <laughs> yeah, it's such hey, a man, like, you want to go to Thailand? Nah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good, I'm man. Good. Let's I go need to, to fucking be at Panda least Express. Driving yeah. distance. It's fucking <laughs> Seth MacFarlane calls you and says, "Hey, get, I'm, I, I gassed up the jet. Come on, we're going. We're going. We're, we're going to Malaysia. Hey, man, we're going to the, we're gonna You're like, eh, you know what? I got it. Yeah, I'm hey. thinking about going to Dallas, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. maybe. Oh yeah. On to, a drive. Me, to me, uh, uh, an exotic vacation is is. Fucking uh, <laughs> went, Bermuda. I, yeah. <laughs> like, I went to Vegas. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Go to Vegas. That's go to nuts, Florida. Um, well, uh, thanks watch for doing the, this. Yeah, and watch. Thank you and, for and, and watch Ghostbusters. And watch Ghostbusters. And when oh, you yeah, see wait, it, am I allowed to tell people that I'm in that movie? Yeah, yet? for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Adam is. Yeah. yeah. NDA. You know. I'm the voice of Slimer, baby. I'm not on. I'm not on. Are you really? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Do it. Can I? I don't know if you're. I feel like I should save it for the movie. Go see the movie. I'll do it for you afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, just uh, yeah. It goes and when you see you drumming away, just know that 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 this happened to you. Yeah. Oh my god. You know, I'll do the Slimer voice. Maybe if you let me come to the strip club and before you bring up passion, I can go. (laughs) I'll do the voice. We are doing that. We are totally doing that. Slimer is going to bring up passion. (laughs) Slimer will do that. Uh, Davey, I love you. Thanks for coming. I love you, man. Thank you, guys. subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, 
Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? (laughs) Nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.